Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hey, so today we're going to be talking about what is a submissive wife and what it is not. This is a huge topic and I'm super, super passionate about because I was led astray and this was a huge area that we had struggled with and it led to a lot of problems. And so it's super common, you know, as women were told to be submissive, let our husbands lead. You know, like make a sandwich. I mean, that's oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and actually some people say, yeah, like, uh, and, and I'm just kidding. Right. That's our running uh, inside joke here between Tommy and I about ma- making him a sandwich. And so, um, but yes, like even the little things like that, a lot of times, you know, what as women, especially Christian women, we're told to like, you know, be the Proverbs 31 woman, take care of your husband, your kids, take care of the home, be a good friend, make sure you get your work done, you know, help, help, help your family, help everyone, but don't be selfish. And, you know, the great ideas And we have all these thoughts and, you know, vague scriptures thrown at us. And we're expected to know how, how to actually do these things just because they're thrown at us. Yeah. And like, this is honestly a very big annoyance point for me. And it's not just for women. It's for like, I mean, this is obviously for women, this episode, of course, but, uh, men listen to, yeah, listen to the last one we did on uh, leadership, of course. So go back and watch that one. However, like this is a big contention point for me because I can't stand like people literally that are that are new to faith that don't that aren't seasoned in their walk with God and they take bits and pieces of social programmed scripture and they just like take it and run with it. But what they don't understand is it all works together like a big system like the whole Bible does. You can't just take one little part of it and then and then just use that. You actually have to use everything works together like in the entire bible like this scripture has a different meaning behind that scripture and that and that meaning behind that too but then you also have to understand this scripture over here that they didn't tell you to go back and read this other scripture over here right so this is a bit because a lot of people will throw these things in your face yeah and and it's like no man like you don't you you're you're sabotaging people when you do that 
Yes. And, you know, I have a perfect story for that here in a little bit. But one of the biggest things is, is like, you know, um, most people have kids or, you know, been around little kids. If you take like a two-year-old or three-year-old and just toss them in a pool and be like, you need to swim, swim. The idea is not to die, not to drown, swim. I told you how, like I, I said, swim, don't drown. That's yeah. the, that's the same perception here, like right, like I hate this. It's because it's like, oh, okay, be the Proverbs thirty-one woman, you know, let your spouse lead, you know, be a submissive wife. Okay, what the heck does these things mean? Yeah, we're not against the Bible at all, by the way. Obviously, no. this is a Christian podcast. Jesus is everything in our lives. Um, yes. However, what I will say is, some people get so wrapped up in the Bible, and they know the Bible and the, and, the, and what it says better than they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's a difference. A hundred percent. There's a difference, you know, and one of the big things is like with, with all of these thoughts and these vague scriptures, like that aren't thrown at us, like our society as a whole does not know how to be a, you know, how to teach, how to be a good wife and how to actually support your husband. It is one of the most, most, most common things when women come to us in the marriage and they're struggling one of the biggest aspects that they struggle with is I've lost myself. And this is still one of the biggest things that like happened to me as well. And so it's not an age thing. Um, this is typical. This is, happens when you don't know how to be a healthy individual and you're just trying your best to just take care of, of everything that society has told you to, but society doesn't know how to do these things. And so how to not lose yourself, how to still carry and have your own identity where you have a voice, you have self-respect, where you have confidence and are a good godly woman fulfilling your role in the household. That's what, you know, that that's truly like what a healthy individual is like a healthy individual does have identity and voice and self-respect and yes. confidence. Yeah, And also at the same time, like, you know, because I know men struggle with this too, but like talking to both parties here, from my point of view, like when it comes down to like, yes, you're a husband. Yes, you're a father. Yes, you're a wife. Yes, you're a mother. But that's not your identity. No. At all. Like that's just something you do. Mm-hmm. That's not your identity, though. No, not at all. And, you know, typically what happens is the women end up and because we're talking about women today. And the, so this is typically what happens is like the woman pushes and pushes and pushes to take care of everyone else where they don't even show up on the totem pole. It's like, I'll take care of like the kids and then the husband and then my family or my friends. I got to make sure I work and all of those kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the husband's typically kind of lucky if he's even like second in that list. God's typically not the first priority, typically normally like the fourth. And then the wife's so far low that she doesn't even rate herself. She like self-care, what's that? Time alone, no way, you know? And, you know, these things lead to losing yourself, not knowing who you are. And it leads to a breaking point, a point to where you actually end up with an emotional chaos where you're having random breakdowns. And I specifically remember like this one night, like I was making tacos for our little kids and I was just like crying, just like sitting there silent tears, just crying over the meat as I was cooking it. And like my daughter was coming up and I was just like, just like had to wipe it away and turned around. And like, you would have never known that I was just sitting there like crying. And I was like, Hey, and why? Because like at that time, like I, I, didn't know how to take care of myself. Like, that's not what I was taught. I was just trying to do my best. And because I'm mom, like I had no time for me, like no time for my emotions. I just don't matter. I have to just keep serving. I just got to keep helping everybody else. 
And honestly, like, to be honest, this can only be sustained for so long until she snaps. Yep. We see it all mm-hmm. the time. And the, it shows up in what we do in a lot of different ways. Number one, of course, we coach couples and we also coach individuals, but it shows up, you know, she left. She's seen someone else, maybe, maybe not. But the guy's left fighting for the relationship, and he's like, this surprised me. I don't even know where this came from. Like, he's, like, shocked because he doesn't know. Like, I mean, we're not taught these things, to be honest. But um, that's one way it shows up. It also shows up, you know, in, when we coach couples, too. And there's, like, this, which is kind of ironic because, like, you get the two on the phone. And how long has it been this way? And the guy's, like, you know, three or four years, and she's, like, 10 or 20. <laughs> and, uh, and there's, like, a ton, ton of resentment. Mm-hmm. towards their spouse like to where the point because then there's just like no connection there like there's yeah. just so much resentment because what happens is like when when you lose yourself you still end up carrying on for a while and you know it's to the point of and I'll even speak from my own like my own experience here like I still continue to do the things for Tommy and to do all of these things but it wasn't out of a place of fullness and love Oh, and from like happiness or joy, they were done, but done with resentment, with anger and out of an obligation. Yep. It, and you can feel it. it. Yeah. And so, you know, and since I was so drained, like I was not as good at what I was doing, whether it's small things, emotional aspects of the marriage or just in my life, but like every aspect of my life was impacted here from my work to our marriage, to my relationship, my kids, my friends, all aspects you know, and all aspects of your life will start to falter because everyone's only getting small parts. When you break and you don't know who you are and you're at that point of just like, I don't matter, like, and you end up in that place of like just, oh, right? And it is that complete breakdown. Empty cup. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So just doing and being the Proverbs 30 woman, 31 woman taking care of everyone else leads to a loss of a person who is filled, filled with resentment and bitterness, just trying to push through, just surviving. Hating life, like to the point where they're just, maybe even, I've seen some people suicidal, but most of the time Mm -hmm. not women necessarily because they're usually the... No, like the, with the, the kids and stuff, but it does happen. The most most women end up suicidal, but the kids typically are the only thing that kind of has them on, mm-hmm. like hanging on. But then self-talk will come in and be like, well, the kids will be better without. And so we see just as many suicidal uh, men and women. Like it's mm-hmm. super common, especially when you lose yourself. So what happens is this is where like erratic behavior comes from. And you you have typically two different swings here. One is like the person just like shuts down. And, you know, like they just shut down and do nothing and, you know, go in that state of depression, suicidal, those kind of things. Or another one is like walking away from everything, just starting a new life without responsibilities, you know, and, and it, it starts in a kind of trends. Like I was more of on this avenue of just, you know, out the marriage, just I was like, I'm so tired of being responsible for everything. And that had led to like my drinking. And that's where a lot of my drinking had come from. But it's just that erratic behavior trying to escape all the stress and pressure of holding on and fixing all of the responsibilities and not taking care of yourself at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about here today is three different points, three different topics we're going to cover. We're going to cover what is a submissive wife. 
That's point number one. Point number two is what that doesn't mean, right? And point number three is problems that arise from misunderstandings. So there's going to be three important topics. If you want to take notes, as always, feel free to go ahead and do that. And so I want to share a story with you because this is a, this is a story that has stuck in my head. And, you know, it was honestly a huge driving factor in our early marriage when we were having a lot of trouble. And I actually reflected back to this a lot. And I was like, okay, got to be the submissive wife. You know, I, I need to trust Tommy. I need to let him lead. And, you know, he's the man of the house. And all of these things would go through my head. And so early on, like, we were having communication issues and feeling that disconnect. Like I'm very, very, um, loving and like touching and, and Tommy's more reserved and like some quiet time. And so complete opposites, hundred percent. And I, so, you know, we were feeling disconnected and, you know, this event that occurred, it was, had good intent and, you know, she had given me scripture, but it completely led me down the wrong path because I had no idea what it meant. Like, you know, why I was sharing earlier, people will just like throw, don't, swim don't drown and then expect you to know what that means or like people tell you just pray about it just 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 pray about it like <laughs> don't put any action into place like leave that part out because god works through our actions but just pray yeah i'll pray for you yeah, cool good job buddy and of course we when we say that we always do mean you just yes pray but there has to be action too and um, so but with with this like we were really young freshly married and so uh, we were at this longboard race and I was sitting with the lady, like we were in her yard as like, that's where the race was occurring. And I had just met her and, you know, we had picked up conversation. I'm pretty good at talking to people. And I, I think we had ended up talking about like our roles in marriage because she had said something about, you know, she needed to go ask her husband permission to give something to one of the racers or something. And I was like, you have to ask permission. And even that kind of like, I was like, you have to ask permission. And so it kind of stood out to me because at that time, like most certainly I didn't think about asking Tommy for permission. I did things. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, but anyway, she had told me, she's like, their marriage used to struggle. Like they were constantly fighting, uh, like nagging. And, you know, she was like, I would nag him and, you know, it didn't work. And, you know, we were just constantly on edge and fighting all the time. And, you know, I wasn't a good wife. And so, you know, I wasn't the Proverbs 31 woman. And that's what she was telling me. And she's like, I was leading. I was overstepping my husband. And so she was sharing this with me on how to let the man be the leader of the house. And, you know, that he has like the final say on their decisions and to not correct your husband or insult him or make them feel any kind of less than. Right, like this, and honestly, it, it would it not surprise me whatsoever if this person is divorced now. Um, like this yeah. was probably something new, and it was honestly probably just that they just started trying it out. It's it was probably a month long cycle, and it was probably the reason she was talking about because it, it was fresh, and it was the high of her emotional roller coaster. Yeah, most I, likely here. I could I could very well see that. Obviously, I did not stay in touch with this lady, um, but she you know, had told me, she's like, I need to ask him, you know, to make decisions. And I let him make those decisions. And, you know, she, and so I took what she had been saying and I was like, okay, I'm going to dive into the Proverbs 31 woman. Cause I want this relationship. I will, I, I want to be connected to Tommy. Like I want to be able to communicate. And, you know, if you read Proverbs 31, like she is an amazing woman, but there is so much, so much more deeper than just being kind and being submissive where you don't have a voice. Cause that's not what it says at all. All. People don't understand it on a deep enough level. Not at all. So 
you know, first and foremost, I just want, I'm going to throw this out here right now, real quick. Proverbs 31, that woman served the Lord and served the Lord first. That was one of her biggest things. Her first priority was not her husband. Her first priority was not her kids, but she served the Lord, which means she was spending time with God, which is part of healthy self-care. So she was putting God first and she was acting by that and she wasn't living in her feelings, you know, and so she served the Lord. I just wanted to make that very clear. Like her priorities were in line. So, and, and most women who lose themselves, like their priorities are not in line whatsoever. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be right, like God first, then you in a self-care way, then your spouse. And this is for either either sex here, but, you know, then your kids, then your family and friends or sorry, business and purpose or whatever it is and work, then family yeah. and friends. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, but back to this much younger version of myself to add to my confusion, this lady who was telling me that she had to talk to her husband and, you know, he made decisions and stuff. She had snuck money into my backpack that I had at the time. And I know it wasn't something she had talked to her husband about. And, you know, I know the money was a big thing between them, like based on our conversation. And so here I am trying to figure out and ponder. I'm like, okay, so you just told me that you know, y'all are doing better because you're submissive and he makes decisions and you don't do things on your own. Um, but like you just snuck money without him knowing into my bag. Now, don't get me wrong. That $20 helped us a lot at the time. Like, <laughs> like broker than a joke. <laughs> Leah, let's be clear here. Like that $20 meant a lot. It was most certainly a gift from God, um, through her for sure. But how could she have done this without talking to her husband based on what she had just said? You know, and not only that, like, if she felt compelled to give us that $20, why would her husband not have agreed if she felt led by the spirit to do that? So I had so many questions here, so many questions. And, but from this interaction with her and her telling me to, you know, what she was doing to be the Proverbs 31 woman, I really started digging into that. And I clung to the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, I even have family members who strive for this as well. And it leads to the same thing, loss of identity. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, not saying not to be the Proverbs 31. It's just, if done mis wrong. yeah, it's misunderstood. So what ended up happening was I wasn't sharing my opinion or thoughts with Tommy. Like, because I could, if, if I share then I would be questioning his judgment and that would make me a bad wife. <laughs> um, and that, and that's what part of a lot of it is, is being submissive. Oh, like, well, don't question your husband. Don't put them down. Don't. And a lot of times it's yes, don't put your husband down, but you can still have your own opinion and your own thoughts. And you can still bring questions and concerns with your husband, even if they are making the decision. So, most certainly like that can be done. And so with this, like I was trying to be helpful and earn, earn Tommy's love. And so I was taking care of his responsibilities, you know, and I couldn't say anything to him if he wasn't helping around the house, because then that would make me naggy and I don't want to be a nagging wife. So I can't talk to him about not putting his stuff in the laundry basket or leaving his crap out or, you know, not taking care of his dishes or, you know, not whatever it may be. I was like, I can't say anything because then I'll be a naggy wife. And so I just got to make sure I just sit here and I got to serve him. I got to pick it up and be happy and cheerful that I'm picking up his basic everyday thing. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I've seen so many um, women, they call it a yes woman. And, um, and just like, 
a doormat. It, basically, it's like a doormat. It's all, yeah. it, it's so unhealthy. Yeah, and it was. And so I would do it. I would go by and like pick up all his crap and take care of all his basic things. And I would do it out of anger. And I was like, he just doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about me, but that's okay. Like, I'm going to earn it. I've got to, I just got to do better. If the more I do, and then, then he'll see me if I just got to work harder. And so you would see some of these, like, you can tell, like, it's so toxic because I wasn't taking care of me. And I was just building up a resentment and lying to myself about so many different things. But at the time, like, Tommy did what Tommy wanted. He spent what he, he wanted. Like, because we most certainly couldn't talk about finances. That led to massive fighting. So, and, and no, just because, like, even if I were even close to a good leader back then, like, and I wasn't, I was like, go back and listen to other episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like, even if I was the perfect version of what the Bible says as a husband, whatever, right? Like, I, this still would have been very unhealthy. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, yes. Just to clarify there for anybody that's got, I know people are going to come and throw scripture at us. Like, yeah, you know. so at this, at this time, we clearly both were unhealthy individuals, and, you know, Tommy wasn't a good leader, and I also wasn't the actual good wife like I should have been, and not because, like, we have evil hearts, but just we just didn't know, you know, and so basic things were, like, taken out of, out of context and just all kinds of things, but ultimately, the end result was literally I lost me. I lost who I was, taking care of everyone else. And because, of course, I was helping everyone else, too. Like, I had no idea who I was. I, all I know that I was so bitter, so angry, and just wanted to know, like, why don't I matter? Like, when will someone care about me? What, what about my goals and my dreams? Does that matter? And this hostility and division, like, massively grew between the two of us. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah like, and I know a lot of men, could, they would love to see the excitement and happiness and you know, admiration in their wife's eyes, but they see resentment. Yeah. And it, this can be part of it. This can be, there can be other things that are going on there too, obviously, but mm -hmm. this is, this can be a big thing. Yeah. Right. And now remind you like this stemmed from my implementation of what I thought was the wrong thing, you know, and we had been in right thing. You mean what you thought was the right thing? Yeah. I don't know what I just said, but you said wrong thing. Oh it yes. Was the I, right thing. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> what you yeah. Thought, yeah. Now it reminds like, I thought I, at the time I was doing the right thing. You know, we had also been in some of the, the marriage classes at church too at the time. And so it was just solidifying, you know, in all of these misperceptions and beliefs. And so, you know, I obviously like being the submissive wife in my mind and how I had tried is like how I see hundreds and thousands of women do it all the time. And we're not exaggerating. No. Thousands. So common. Like this is so, so, so common. So I know I'm not alone in this. And so that's why I've shared my story with you. And, you know, and I'll say that like for the first, you know, I think I kept up a few months and stuff with like a good heart and good spirit. And I was like, oh, okay, like I can do this. And then like uh, I got to where I couldn't. And that's where like it ends up with the bitterness and angerness. Mm -hmm. So what is a submissive wife? So first, like I mentioned earlier, it's just a sandwich thing, right? That's what no, I we're getting to. Oh, just no, um, <laughs> Sorry, a submissive wife, because I have heard that like a submissive wife makes sure that she feeds her husband first before anyone else gets their meal. I'm like, where does the Bible say that I have to feed my husband first before anyone else eats? To me, that's not even logical. This is a whole side random tent, but tangent, but like I think kids should be served first, not only because they're littler, but they don't like hot food. 
And so it gives it time to cool off while then the adults get <laughs> hot food. Anyways, side note there. Um, but what is a submissive wife? First, like I said earlier, she served the Lord. Like God was her number one priority. Her, First. Yes. And not her spouse. And let me just tell you, like, there was that time when I was trying to be the submissive, amazing Proverbs 31 woman. Like, I was trying to be the godly woman. But who was I putting first? I was putting Tommy first. And it was exhausting. And well, then it tra- changes when resentment builds to putting the kids, the kids first. first. But still not her. And the, still the, not God. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I had my, I, I completely idolized Tommy in the relationship. And so today... In today's society, you know, we don't necessarily have as many like false statues that we worship and things like that, that we idolize. But most of the time, like we actually idolize our spouse over God and then like things like electronics and like status and different things there too. But those are all still idols, right? And so this woman, Proverbs 31 woman, she serves the Lord first and God's her number one priority. She does not rely on her own strength. Like we don't have that ability to carry out like she doesn't rely on her own strength because it's it it is exhausting there are different aspects like just emotionally and different things like we're not meant to walk through you know the world alone like that's why we have that relationship with jesus to have the holy spirit in us because it fulfills us and it helps give us our strength through god yes but here's the thing yes god is a part of filling your cup However, remember what I said earlier, God works through our actions, meaning that you have to go through, and I'm talking to both sides here, but you have to actually go through and fill your own cup too, right? Like you have to go in a a healthy way. I'm not saying unhealthy. I'm not saying go out and party with all your girlfriends or something like that. Like at a, you know, (laughs) nightclub or something stupid like that. I'm saying like, you know, actually like take care of yourself. Like that's a part of it. Like if you don't do that and be a true healthy individual, because God grows healthy things and healthy things grow. Well, if you don't provide the right soil, which is your responsibility to provide the soil, to water the soil, to, you know, plant the seeds, and then God grows it, right? But you have to be the one to do that. And on top of that, not only does she not rely on her own strength, but she relies on the strength of the Lord. She has confidence. And I got to tell you, like, confidence is one of the most common things I see in women in general that they struggle with. Like, they're not confident. They don't know who they are. They don't. They have a lot of false confidence and, and that's about it. So like, but this, this woman, she's confident because she knows who she is. Like her identity is not rooted in, oh, I'm mom or I'm wife or, you know, whatever. Like it's actually rooted in how God created her and she was not easily swayed. And I think these things are so, so foundational, so much like, you know, especially women who are chatty or connected with a lot of like other girlfriends of like, oh, like, well, your husband, like, he doesn't, he, he doesn't deserve you. You deserve better. And you should, you should show him what it's like. And, and I'm like, okay, maybe. You're just not do anything in the rent of the house. Then he'll appreciate you. Yeah. Cause being petty improves marriages a lot. Right. <laughs> we were king of and queen of pettiness and it does not work you know but like these things are like not easily swayed like knowing like this is my values this is where i stand like this is an alignment like with what god says and knowing that i don't have to sway like my word is my word and that's it you know and the submissive wife like the godly wife she isn't seeking acceptance from the world she doesn't have to be a chameleon whole nother topic we can go into on being a chameleon, but yeah, so she common. Be, she, has, she doesn't have to be validated. Like, 
a lot of I see a lot of people being need that need so much validation, and that was an issue with us. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other topic. Yeah, and you know, so she's not a chameleon. She's not seeking out like the attention or love, you know, from other people's, but she's acting from a place of love that has overflowed from God, where she's coming from a place of fullness. She, you know, she remembers that love is a choice. It's an act. Love is not a feeling. It, it's a choice and it's an act. Like it's something you do. Overflowing from God and her own intentional self-care. Yeah. There's and, a spiritual side of self-care. There's also other sides. And you can't just do one aspect and feel and think you're going to be good. That you have to do all of it, you know. And so, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman, like she doesn't worry. <laughs> I think that throws out most women right here. We most, most people fail right here, but you know, and she speaks wisdom, but how do you gain, how do you gain that wisdom? Well, in order to speak wisdom, you have to continually seek wisdom. And again, that comes from putting God first and taking that time, you know, but she's tender hearted. She's acting out of a place of fullness, care and compassion, not the resentment, resentment and anger, you know? And if you see the running theme, like she has her priorities in line and that is super important. She takes care of herself. She fills her felt self with wisdom and she dresses well and not seeking attention. Uh, th- this is a whole nother topic that, you know, we'll have to address. Like I, when you, when you're posting pictures and like taking pictures of yourself or how you're dressing, like it should not be boob shots. Just saying half your face is cut off. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> that's seeking validation from the world and the wrong kind of attention that doesn't breed any kind of like, trust and like you know oh like i'm just only want my husband no let's seeking attention from everyone else right but the proverbs 31 woman also walks in alignment of core values and she's confident she's trustworthy she takes care of her emotions yeah and she adds and she adds value but that's not her only thing she does if you notice that isn't the first thing she did and her husband trusts her he trusts her word her motive her ethics you know and if he trusts her then you know she's not out there talking behind his back to family, friends, coworkers, whatever it means, because that doesn't breach trust in the relationship. So the Proverbs 31 woman actually respects and, you know, walks in alignment. She respects her husband. She doesn't talk crap about him. And, you know, she's not out chatting with men for attention. He can trust her to do the right thing. You know, with that wisdom, she knows her environment and the people she around is around is inspiring and ethical. Right. Like I used to have severe trust issues with her. Uh, like like it was like 50 below zero on a scale of one to 10. And, um, and he told me that all the time. Yeah. And I don't fully trust her 100%. I don't have any trust issues anymore. Um, but that's, that this is what it takes. Like you actually have to become... And I don't mean healthy individual, like <laughs> classify this the other day somewhere. I don't remember where, um, but it was basically on like you, a healthy individual doesn't mean that you're working out. All right. That's part of it. That's physical self-care and you got spiritual self-care and you got emotional self-care and mental and, self-care and mental self-care, like taking care of all aspects and all foundations. And honestly, most people don't understand. This is why we help people with this and building around foundations as healthy individuals in our program and stuff like that. Oh yes. Cause it, it's so important, you know, and when you're, when you're choosing your friends and who you're around, like th- he's confident. And just to clarify, um, your words were a little slurred a minute ago. I want to just clarify, like you do trust me a hundred percent now. No, did I not said. say that? I don't think it came out quite that clear. Uh, <laughs> so no, I do trust her. Let's get very clear. I do trust her 110 billion percent. Like no, yeah. no doubts whatsoever. I'm not worried about her cheating. 
right? Like that's that's not that doesn't go through my mind. Just Kay. to clarify, here. I wanted there, to there clarify that. So I I just needed that clarified. Sorry you know, for slurring. And he needs you know um he know so when you're actually being you know God's submissive wife and in doing those things like who you surround yourself is really important. Tommy's not worried about like my girlfriends or whatever like trying to tell me to leave him or be petty or that Lots I deserve of bars better. With their, right. Like, like no, I don't. Like, that's not, because, like, that's important, you know. And this woman, like, she knows how to ask deep questions. Yes, that means questions. And men, if you're, when you're listening, that means your wife will ask you questions. And it's not because you're incompetent. It's because, honestly, you're a team, and that's part of being it. Like, it's a team, and she brings in a whole different aspect. And y'all should have deep conversations and, and ask each other questions to grow. Yeah, she should challenge you to yes. grow. Like, and if you... And if, and if you feel like that, cause I was at this point too, but if you feel like as a man that, that, you know, oh, that's challenging my word and what I say, like, no, no, it's your, not, that's your ego getting in the way. Yes. Um, she's meant to, we're actually both meant to challenge each other to grow and to question things in, in a healthy way. Right. There's differences, but there's, there's different ways to do that. Right. Yes. Not dive into a whole nother topic here, but, <laughs> but you should, right. So you know, she's not the, this, this Proverbs 31 woman, like she's not shallow and, you know, she can have deep conversation. And so with that of like, you know, I'd be a part of being like a submissive wife is, you know, Hey, like I can come to Tommy and ask him questions. I can, you know, question like his motive sometimes and be like, Hey, like, is that something that, you know, like you kind of came up with on your own? Like, where did that come from? Do, do you feel like led from the, from God? Like, what's going on and it's not challenging him it's just i'm seeking clarity and then also making sure we're we're united ultimately like tommy ends up making whatever final decision but it's not made alone without me mm-hmm. like we talk about all decisions well and, i mean minus smaller purchases or something like yeah, that yeah but, but let's clarify yeah. we've already discussed what's a small purchase to us yeah, means we, we have guidelines we have expectations already set so there's things that, and most people don't, it's so all assumptions. I can go buy, like, I can go to the store and buy some things too without talking to Tommy. Like, I don't need, but that's if whatever. we go over a certain limit, then that's when we talk. And so we already have these things set, but we are a team, right? And, you know, we're not holding, I'm not holding things over his head. And I have grace and compassion. Like, he leads but I most certainly do ask questions and I support, I throw out my own ideas because, you know, we are very different. And part of that, like God gives me like insight in a different way than him. And so when you bring us together, that's where a lot of like really great ideas come from is the Holy Spirit working through like those, both of us. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't hold his past over his head when we argue, like it's not being thrown up all the time or like if we have a discussion, no, like, and, you know, if he falters or if he makes a bad decision, like I'm not beating him up, there's grace and compassion because we're not perfect. I make it happens. Yeah, it happens like we do. Yep. And, you know, and, you know, we pray together and I also pray for him. And I'm not and <laughs> when we were going through our stuff and before even our marriage got super bad, I was like, God, just change him. I'm praying for Tommy. Please just change him. Just zap him. Just, you know, fix Tommy. And that's not what I mean here. So now, like, my prayers for Tommy is is drastically different. And just praying that, hey, no, like, I pray for, like, his soul, his spirit. Like, God, work in him. Help him 
and shape him and really just give him the wisdom, give him the guidance, you know, and continue to let his relationship with you grow, bring like divine encounters. And so my prayers is not like no more fix him, fix him. Like he's the problem because we all have room to grow, but most certainly like I do pray, we pray together and I do pray for him. But I'm also just not like, God change me. No, there's action. I'm not doing anything. Like it's like it's no, 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 no. Like there, there's action. Let's get, let's get that point across. Like yeah, you got to do something, man. And so just to kind of recap this, like when you read Proverbs 31, nowhere does it say the wife walks around miserable, barely surviving, just idolizing her husband to the point where she just needs him, and her life is nothing without him, and to the point where whole whole her whole life is just about kids and husband. Not at all. That's not what at all. You know, she is known. She is well known for her, for herself. Like she is known. She has radiance and joy and kindness and overflow. And like, do you recognize the fruits of the Holy Spirit coming out here? So she is walking in alignment and has these things and she's acting on them. She's not just sitting by. She's not choosing to do the easy option or in her comfort zone, like all of those things like no. And she's actually truly walking and living out the fruit of the Holy spirit. And that's huge. Yeah. Let's just get very, one thing very clear. The reason we have a drastically different, amazing life than what most people can fathom on their own. And they don't have, it's because we chose to make the hard options. We chose to make the, mm-hmm. the hard choices, and we choose consistently to do that every single day. Yes. It's not easy. Yes. And so just for clarity, like, we're not diving into all aspects of what it means to be a healthy wife here, just what, like, this aspect of being a submissive wife. And so, you know, being submissive, like, yes, Tommy, ultimately, like, we discuss things, but I trust him to make the final decision. So anytime we have moved or felt led to do something, you know, we pray about it, talk about it, but ultimately he makes the final decision. And it's not like from a place of like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe that at the moment, but, um, it's you, not trying to be a dictator. Yeah. He's not a dictator and I'm not place. I'm not doing it from a place of resentment or, or like gonna judge him if he got it wrong. She trusts me to do the, to make the decision. Cause she knows that again, I'm a healthy individual and I yes. know how to make effective decisions and I take care of myself. I invest in myself. I do all of, I lead properly. Like I do all those things. Yes. Right. That If you don't, then why would in the heck would she trust you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so most certainly like that, that's a great point. And so I want to talk about like, what is like what a submissive wife isn't? Cause this is huge. Cause this is where most people fall into the categories of like, they're doing these things. Right. So what it what a submissive woman isn't, it's not being a doormat. That's not being submissive. Like so just like, well, my husband runs around and he's doing all of these things, but I just need to keep my mouth shut. No, that's not being that that's not at all what it said. Um, you know, my whatever he, he yells at me and cusses at me or calls me names, but you know, as the wife, like I'm just supposed to shut up and take it. Mm, no, 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 no. You know, you're not a silent slave prisoner you're not so you're not just supposed to shut up and cook your meals and clean the house and just serve the man to the point where you know you're literally just a slave or a hired help like that's not it it's not holding in every aspect of your ideas or your concerns or your goals or aspirations no no like that's not what a submissive wife is at all it's not neglecting your feelings 
It's not suppressing yourself out of existence. I have met so many women who literally suppress themselves out of existence. And like, it is just crazy. Like, I don't matter. Like nothing matters. Like it's no, like that's not the right way. Like that is not at all what being a godly wife and a good submissive wife and just all of these aspects, like that's not at all mm-hmm. what that means. Right. So it's, it's also not putting yourself last where you're not taking care of yourself and you have nothing to give, but anger or resentment. I, I know women who have told me, well, I, I don't even have time to take a shower. I haven't taken a shower in like three days. What? <laughs> like and if you're listening to this and if you haven't had a shower, go take a shower. Right, yeah, right? yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah, that's just, that's <laughs> very, very basic hygiene, you know? And so, no, like, you should be taking care of yourself. And no, I don't go spend hours every day going and, like, just strapping and doing, that, your nails doing my nails. And, well, you did do your nails yesterday, technically. I, but, technically, but. I did, but it, it, <laughs> one, it had been a while. Um, and yeah. But I don't, don't go do these things every day. That's not what we're talking about. So there's healthy self-care, and then there's obsessiveness, and there's also, like, unintelligent type of self-care where you just spend all your money and you're not being responsible. So no, it's coming from a place of fullness where you actually can show up from a good state where you're mentally stable, emotionally resilient, and you can show up where you have a clear mind. You know, what, what else a good submissive, you know, or godly wife is not, it's not someone who takes on all the responsibilities. You know, everyone, obviously like every marriage is different, but I'll use this one. So I had balance. I had did the finances early in our marriage only. And so when Tommy overspent, I dealt with it and figured out how to make up for it. Pay for it, all that stuff. And pay for it. Like it was, is exhausting, but like I didn't, you know, again, I was a nagging wife if I complained or try to talk to him. And so I took on all his responsibilities where I made sure all of his stuff was paid all of my stuff. And when he spent money he shouldn't have, or he got us in debt, I figured out how to fix it. He ruined his credit score. I figured out how to fix it. And like, those aren't my responsibilities. Most certainly. There's something very specific that you call that. What is it? It's being codependent. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and a lot of women are was. codependent. I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it really, and it literally creates a man child. That's what Tommy was at the time. Yeah. No offense, well, man. But both sides, let's be fair, both sides create it. Yes, right? that's true. Like, you know, there's other factors that go into play. It's not just her that created the man-child that I was. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? both it played was, a role. Yeah, role. it was, I played the. I played a very big role in that, obviously. And then also, you know, I wasn't taught growing up what a real man is. Like, I mean, my, my dad's a phenomenal dad, but, like, I didn't grow up, like, teaching I didn't grow up being taught how to be a healthy individual. No, no one knows these things. And he wasn't taught any kind of responsibility oh. at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. Um, so for the record, you know, that's why it's so important to teach your kids responsibility because if your son doesn't have any responsibilities, but then he's supposed to lead his wife, that's a joke. Again, that's like saying, okay, just go survive. Like, no, you know. Um, but a couple more aspects of like what a, a like what the wife is not that's supposed to be. And it's, this is also is huge in codependency and it's managing the environment and everyone around to make sure that your spouse is in a good mood, <laughs> man, this was so exhausting. I and see I see tr- this all the time. So exhausting. 
and you fail. Well, ultimately you fail because it's, it's an impossible task to manage the environment and make sure like your spouse is in a good mood. Oh, like I got to go tell all of these people, don't talk about this, this or that, or let's not do that. I want to make sure they're in a good mood. Can you just not do this today? Okay. Uh, Screw their freaking like bad day, man. Like that's. They're responsible for their own emotions. They're they're responsible. Like I'm not going to be a jerk to them and be like, Hey, live man up, you know, or whatever it is. But like, I'm not, that's stupid. Right. Like that's just dumb. When it boils down to it. Yeah. When you really think about it, but that's what we're taught. And that's what I had done. I would, I managed the environment for Tommy. I made sure like the kids did X, Y, and Z. Like, don't, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't talk about this. You know, when I would go see my family, like, don't do this, don't do that, you know, or managing other people's emotions. It was exhausting and it's impossible. You're not, you, I'm talking to both sides here. No one at all is responsible for their spouse's happiness whatsoever, period. So not at all. And so this, these things, this is what a submissive, like a good godly wife is not supposed to be, you know, I don't manage Tommy's emotions. I don't manage his environment. I I don't, I don't do any of that. He is responsible for himself. And, you know, so I come from a place of fullness. And so when I do things for Tommy, it's out of a choice of overflow of love and compassion and just desire to, and not obligation and resentment. Yeah. So your marriage, it doesn't look, your life doesn't have to suck. Your marriage doesn't have to suck. No. Like both of you can be healthy individuals. Both of you can have a healthy marriage. Both of you can get past anything. We've gone through everything there is to go through pretty much minus death. And even that you can still get past. So like when it comes down to these types of things, like you can get past all of this. Like it doesn't have to suck. We're not so many people, like I see it all the time in like the men's group and stuff like that. Like people will post like, they just think like we're supposed to be miserable the entire time we're on this planet. No, we're meant to thrive. God's not a just get by God. He's not a God of like, you know, very little. No, it's a God (laughs) of abundance. Like in all aspects of life. hundred percent. And you know, so today we really just wanted to shift your perspective. This is obviously something quite passionate about because like, this is something that I fully lived through. And so just wanted to share some really key points here and to break the trend of the loss of yourself and putting, putting your identity into the marriage. Because honestly, like when you, when you do, if you, if you take being a submissive wife out of context, like I had, what you get in the marriage is division, is hostility, is anger, resentment, ton of resentment, a lot of resentment, like a lot. And then ultimately you are preventing yourself from actually having the life that you want. I guess what, when all that, when all that goes up, those are called metaphorically walls. Mm-hmm. When walls go up, guess what goes down every single time? Intimacy, connection. Well, there it goes out the door, right? Yes. But you can get it back. I'm just saying like it goes, it goes away temporarily because all those walls and hurt and pain. Yes. And so if you're taking, you know, being a submissive wife out of context, not only are is the marriage being hurt, but you as a person, like you don't know who you are. It's from a place of emptiness. There's a lot of crying yourself. What I know so many women who it's like bathroom breakdowns. Uh, they roll over from their spouse at night and cry themselves to sleep. Or whether it's just like random breakdowns anytime you're alone in the car. That was another big one for me is in the car. Um, or the shower. I remember you saying the shower. Yeah. And because the shower is easy because when there's already noise and the tears are just washed away. And 
you know, so when you're in this place and you're not living in alignment and being a submissive wife the right way, and you're just denying yourself and creating that, these are, those are the things that come from doing it the wrong way. And it's super important to know that. And so we just wanted to shift your perspective and break the trend of losing your identity and putting your identity into your spouse, the marriage, your kids, and also just shift away from the trend of women are supposed to do everything. And ultimately they end up mothering their husband while dividing the marriage because uh, Tommy, is it sexy if I try and mother you? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, does it, does it make you want to like love me and embrace me? <laughs> He's like, no, don't mother me. He's like, you're not my mom. And that's weird, right? Like we have an intimate relationship and I'm not his mom. Cause that'd be really weird. <laughs> right. So just saying like, that's what you, you don't want to have that kind of like lens and like have your, have your husband look at you like that. Right. You matter. And I want you to hear me on this. Like you matter too. And just because you're a woman does not mean you're less than the man because God loves us all the same. Yep. I want to touch on a point here too, is like, this is where a lot of women were like, and you did it too, but this is where a lot of women are like, it's time to just do me and do me. It can be healthy or do me can be toxic, very, very, very toxic. Um, so this is where it leads to a lot of affairs and stepping out. And it did for us. Right. Like this is where it leads to like, you know, so just be aware of that. That's all I'm saying. Yes. So there's a healthy way to do you and no, you don't have to separate from your husband. No, no like you don't to need time your, alone to find yourself with air quotes here. No, you can't see me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you and know, find, I can help you find yourself in like five minutes. And so finding yourself is not some long, crazy lost journey that you need to go on a sabbatical for. It's not. You know, you just need to be taught the right things and implement the right things and, so, and, and have the desire to want that, you know. And so you matter too. And being a godly wife does not mean being controlled and mm -hmm. it's not losing everything you ever wanted. Nope. My goals, my dreams matter very much. And Tommy helps me accomplish my goals and dreams, just like I help him accomplish his. And as a healthy individual with right priorities and foundations, the marriage will be very rewarding. Like it's not just a suck and get by like, no, the marriage can be very rewarding where the both of you are getting what you want out of life and showing up from a place of fullness and not emptiness where you both are having the fruit of the whole, like the fruits of the Holy spirit shining through and where you can impact generations and all of those around you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So here's the thing. As always, we love you. God loves you more than you know. And you can save your marriage. So have a blessed day. We'll talk soon. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.